Welcome to the Steady On Podcast, where God's hard truth meets your hard story. I don't need to tell you that life gets hard. Life gets hard, really hard. But God's faithfulness is still active and alive in our hard. And these episodes are dedicated to remembering and claiming the promises of a faithful God. I'm your host, Angie Bauman. I'm a pastor and Bible teacher, founder of Steady On Ministries, and creator of the Step-by-Step Bible Study Method. But more than that, I'm a trauma and abuse survivor who carried a heavy weight of shame and worthlessness for many years, and I still struggle, but I live in much more freedom now because I know God through His Word and speak truth to the lies of the enemy with His Word. And that's what we do here. On Mondays, we take it in by studying the promises of God, And on Wednesdays, we live it out with teaching and testimony on the promises of God. So thank you for tuning in, my friend. You are the reason for this show, and I'm so very, very glad you are here. Let's get started. Welcome, friend. Today, we're going to take it in with Isaiah 43, 19, and you'll find a link to a study sheet in today's show notes if you'd like to follow along. Before we dive in, though, I want to do just a quick book overview of Isaiah. Isaiah was a prophet to the northern kingdom, then the southern kingdom, until the northern kingdom fell to Assyria at 722 BC. The time frame for the book is around 740 to 680 BC. And the theme for this Old Testament prophet book, and I would suggest all the Old Testament prophet books, is this idea that I call turn away, turn towards. So the prophet is calling the people to turn away from following the influences of the world and turn toward the precepts and the commandments of God. So turn away from what you're following, the world, if you will, yourself, if you will, and turn towards the precepts, the commands uh, of God in order to, because this is always the big, you know, the thing that's coming, right? Because destruction is coming. So in order to avoid destruction. If you continue on in the way that you are going, destruction is coming. And so the prophet's job is to say, stop going that way, turn away from what you're doing and turn toward the goodness, if you will, of God in order to avoid the coming destruction and live in underneath the blessing of covenant relationship with him. The Bible Project, if you're familiar with that resource, divides the book of Isaiah into two parts. Uh, It puts uh, chapters 1 to 39 as Isaiah's message of God's judgment, and then chapters 40 to 66 as restoration of kingdom through the Messiah. We're going to be in chapter 43, and there's a couple of uh, smaller themes going on in chapter 43. This resource that I'm getting these notes from is the Enduring Word Commentary. The first part of the chapter talks about reasons not to fear. The middle part talks about witnesses to the work of the Lord. And then the final part of the chapter where our verse is, talks about how the Lord redeems a hard-hearted people. And our verse, again, is Isaiah 43, 19, which talks about forgetting the former things, not dwelling on the past. See, I am doing a new thing, God says. Do you not perceive it? That's kind of like a call to action. Wake up and look around. I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And we're going to focus in on the A part of the verse here at one more time in the NIV. It just says, see, I am doing a new thing. Now I'm going to pause right here and just invite you to consider where are the places in your life that you may feel like it's raining and raining feels like a bad thing. 
It's like you're already walking through something a little bit hard and then the rain starts to come and you feel like I'm already doing the hard thing and now the hard thing just got harder, right? We've all been there. I bet you know what that feels like. I know that I do. And as we study today, I just want to invite you to maybe open your heart to a new reason or a new purpose for the rain. That instead of the rain just adding wetness to the hard, adding hard to the hard, if you will, perhaps it is the method through which God is springing up new life and doing a new thing. So just maybe, maybe entertain that thought today as we study. Step one in the step-by-step Bible study method is to choose our word. And our word today is new. The English definition for new is not existing before, made, introduced, discovered recently, or discovered for, for the first time. The biblical definition includes also the word fresh. The opposite of new is, of course, old, past, former, average, familiar, ordinary. So that's our word. Our word is new. And then we move on to step two in the step-by-step Bible study method. And step two is investigate, where we look at this word. We kind of divide that up into four parts, and we look at this word deeply. We dive deep into this word new. Part one in investigate is to compare our word. Most Bible translations did translate this word into new. The message added brand new, which just kind of added a little bit of "Mm, sit up and take notice. This is like a, a shiny brand new thing that feels maybe fun and interesting or maybe even a little bit mysterious. Those are my words. Part two is to research the original word. This is usually one of my favorite parts of studying because when you look at the original word in the Bible, it doesn't always mean something different than you think. But most of the time, it means something more than what you think. And that's the case for me anyway with today's word new. So the original word in Hebrew is hadash, and it means a fresh new thing. It comes from a root word that means to rebuild or renew or repair. It's the same word used in Lamentations 3.23, which talks about God's mercies are new every morning. It's like we're in this place that we've kind of almost been before, like we've experienced his mercy before, but we've never experienced his mercy in this way before because our need for mercy is unique every day. The reason and the exact circumstances, the feelings inside and all of that swirled together is new and unique every day. But God's mercies are also new and unique every day in that it can meet us right where we need it to meet us. And that's the same word that God is doing a new thing. God's doing something with the rain that is falling in our lives to create something that's never been created in our lives before. And I don't know about you, but that's encouraging to me. And that's exciting to me. Part three in step two, the investigate step is to read a little bit of commentary. Hear what Bible commentator John Martin says. It says, he says, God, who in the first Exodus brought Israel out of Egypt and drowned the Egyptian army, would do an even greater thing. Therefore, forgetting the past, Israel should realize God would do a new work. It's not like forget the past as in that didn't happen or that didn't matter anymore. Like we need to remember God's faithfulness in the past things, 
But we also don't need to limit God in that the way that he was faithful and did a thing in our past is exactly what we need to be looking for in our current situation, right? Like he's going to do a new thing. I love how God speaks to Joshua in the book of Joshua, right at the beginning, he says, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. But if we know the life of Moses and Joshua, we know that what God did through those men was really different, right? He did a new thing in Joshua. It was the same faithful, trustworthy, dependable, unshakable God that was with Moses and with Joshua. But the way he did what he did through those different people was new and fresh. And that's how it is with us too. He's doing a new thing in our lives. So part four of the investigate step is to rewrite the verse where we just attempt to rewrite the verse in our own words. And I wrote, rewrote the verse this way. Remember the verses, see, I am doing a new thing. I rewrote it like this. Look up child. I am near and I am rebuilding and restoring the very thing that is causing you to doubt and fear. The very place you feel the rain is the place that I am doing something new that you have never seen before. Step three is to find the character, the heart, the promises of God. And we do that by looking at some lists and descriptions of God in his word. And so there's a lot of descriptors of God in the Psalms. We use Philippians 4, 8, which talks about what we should think and meditate on. We use Galatians 5, 22, 23, that talk about the, the fruit, the evidence of the spirit. We use James 3, 17, which talks about the descriptions, the characteristics of spiritual wisdom. And so here are a couple of things about God that really stood out to me as I studied this verse. First, God is my light and salvation. And darkness and destruction are not a match for his ability to redeem. And also, I put that God is a defense for me, anyway, against what I call the wallowing, right? Because sometimes I'm so focused on the old that I miss that the rain is doing something new in my life, right? That God is bringing something new in my life because I'm just staring at the old hurt or the old thing, feeling sorry for myself and wallowing in it. But I can remember that the presence of God is like fresh rain on that old, desolate, like thistly sort of thing in my life. God's presence is like a fresh rain that miraculously causes new life to spring forth in the very place that I might have deemed hopeless before. This really played out in my life recently when we moved our older son to college. When At the time when I moved to college was probably the darkest time of my life thus far. Um, I was coming out of an abusive relationship. I was dealing with a lot of rejection from people who had been close to me. And I was, I was in a really bad place. And moving Alex to college and walking with him at that same season of his life brought about a lot of temptation for me to stare at that dark, barren, thistly, dry place in my life, right? I was really struggling with it for a while. But then I felt this look up call from God. I'd become more comfortable. I have become more comfortable with talking about like that season of my life, the the abuse and the rejection and the darkness. But I'm much less familiar and much less comfortable talking about how that time in my life still affects me 
30 plus years later at this time in my life. But God is doing a new thing. And that hurt or that moving Alex to college felt kind of like rain on top of hard already, right? But God is doing a new thing and he's helping me realize and begin to put language around I can talk about how very much it still does affect me all these years later. And that is a new thing. I can talk about how I'm finding more freedom and more victory in this season of my life. And that is a new thing. And I can have less fear when something triggers me to look at the old hurt. And that is a new kind of thing. And so sometimes I have to sit maybe with that uncomfortable for a little while before I can recognize, oh, This rain that's falling on me, this hard thing in the middle of kind of what already feels like a hard thing, it's not meant to distract, to destroy, to discourage me. It's not a rain that's meant to make me feel cold and isolated and wet. It's a rain that's meant to cleanse and refresh and renew. And the question is, the question always is, will we trust him in the rain? When the rain comes down, will we look at it in disgruntling, disparagement, bitterness? I don't even know if those are the right words, right? Will we look at it with contempt or will we turn our face heavenwards to the rain and say, oh, I know what this means. This means you're doing a new thing in my heart and I can trust you with it. So step four in the step-by-step Bible study method is to identify the lie and the lie that stands out to me, the lie of the enemy that stands out to me in this is if he loved you, it wouldn't be raining, right? If he loved you, this transition of moving Alex to college would be all peaceful and and flowers and sunshine, right? It wouldn't feel hard. It wouldn't feel this rain, but uh, but that's that's not true. It is hard. There's a half truth in everything the enemy tries to 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 tempt us with because he's he's the father of lies. He knows how to lie really well. But the truth is that rain brings life. And the truth is in Mark 10, 27, it says, all things are possible with God, even new life in a barren place. Ezekiel 37 says, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord, because our God can redeem and restore anything that he wants to. Nothing is too far gone for God to renew and to breathe life into. So as we close up today, step five in the step-by-step Bible study method is so what? And for me, and that just means what kind of takeaway do we receive today as we've studied? And for me, I remember the places in me that I thought dead and now have so much life, right? There are places, other places in my life that have been rained on and God has sprung up something new and I can see and celebrate that. And that helps me trust him in this place that feels a little bit less exciting and a little bit more scary. But also I can remember his promise to never leave nor forsake me. We see that in Joshua 1.5. I can remember what the world might mean for harm. God means for good. We see that in Genesis 50.20. And I know I can remember that God sees me and God knows me and that God is very much at work restoring all things. If you have a takeaway from today, I would love to hear it. You can email me anytime at steadyonpodcast at gmail.com. If you haven't yet, I would be so grateful if you would subscribe to the podcast, follow the podcast on whatever directory you use to listen. 
I'm going to encourage you to tune in on Wednesday for our Live It Out episode with Patrice Gopo. Patrice will be talking to us about how we can embrace change and how we can deal with those scary feelings that pop up when God invites us to do a new thing with Him. And lastly, I just want to thank you so much for listening today. And I pray wherever your day takes you, you are walking in the confident knowledge that you are a beloved, cherished child of God. Peace.